Greetings, fellow Earthlings. This is Dave. I just wanted to reach out and say thank you for listening. Thank you to the listeners who have been showing support throughout the years. Podcast is up to 20,000 listens so far. Got about 1,400 people following on Spotify, and I'm very grateful. Uh, Currently dropped an episode. It's a six-part episode. The first one's already out about transgenderism, um, specifically children transitioning. This topic is especially close to my heart. I'm studying to be a psychologist. Recently did a research paper on children and puberty blockers. Uh, I want to preface this by saying that I am not phobic or bigoted in any way, shape, or form. I'm just concerned about children. So some of the current, some of the mythology that we're that is circulating around right now, uh, that is perpetuating this affirming and transitioning and puberty blockers in kids is, well, there's, there's a few. So one is that if people don't transition and they, you know, people with gender dysphoria, if they don't transition, they're going to be more likely to commit suicide. So we need to help them in order to lower suicide rates. Well, the research doesn't back that up. The research actually shows the opposite, that suicide rates are higher after people transition. And it kind of makes sense if you think about it. Um, How horrific would it be, say you're a teenager right now, you know, you're going through counseling, and, and the counselor, you know, they err on the side of affirming. They lean into that right now. So schools, counselors, so say that you're, you know, not being in, maybe not being uh, urged, but, um, you know, everybody's asking you, have you thought about it? Have you thought about it? Maybe you would feel more comfortable. Um, A lot of the media is promoting this as a solution. So imagine you go forward with puberty blockers, then sex change hormones, and then ultimately sex change operation. Um, And imagine you don't feel better psychologically. That would be a really rough place to be in. So I could see why the suicide rates would be higher because you did all this stuff and you still don't feel better. That would be not a good place to be. you know, and a lot of people transition back, which says a lot. So you're going through two horrific surgeries, uh, very intense surgeries, and there is no recovering 100% from those surgeries. Um, so, so there's that, right? The research doesn't back up that sex change operations lower suicidality. It's quite the opposite. Then there's the notion that, and I hear this parroted all the time, when I even bring up this topic, people say, well, why do you care what people do? Why don't you just love and accept people? You know, and, and why do you care if, they, if kids take puberty blockers? They don't do any harm and they're completely reversible. First of all, I do love and accept all people. Second of all, 
that's not, there hasn't been enough longitudinal studies. There haven't been enough studies that have gone on for long enough to know for sure if there is no damage. And it's hypothetical that there would be damage. And it's not completely reversible. Um, you know, if you mess with your hormones at this key time of development, which is puberty, we don't know what the repercussions of that are. What we do know through studies that I found doing my research is that, you know, you go, the brain goes through its most rapid phase of development during puberty. So if you're taking puberty blockers, you're messing with the development hormones that affect the amygdala and the hippocampus of the brain, the, you know, key areas of the brain. So hypothetically, puberty blockers in kids and teens could affect brain development. And we don't know, like I said, there haven't been enough longitudinal studies to know for sure what the effects are. So we shouldn't be gambling with brain, you know, uh, with inhibited brain growth. That's not gonna, gonna end well. It's not, it's not gonna be a benefit to those people. So I see, I see the, the cost to benefit. I don't see the, the benefit there. I see too much risk um, until we have more research, you know. Um, and then there was another really interesting statistic which showed that of the children, of the kids, children and teens that in this study that presented as gender dysphoric, 84% of them, when just loved and accepted, came to accept their birth at gender, their gender birth, um, by the end of puberty. And to me, this makes perfect sense, right? Kids are in an awkward phase. Puberty is an awkward time. It's, I don't know if it's comfortable for anybody, but it's a time in life when a lot of people feel like an outsider. They feel like they don't fit in or they don't know where they fit in. They, and then they're trying on different hats to see if they fit in. Let me see. Am I a jock? Let me try that. Am I a, you know, am I a this? Let me try that. Am I a goth? Let me try that. Um, so it seems that the, that trans has become another thing that people can try on to see, you know, to maybe fit in. Oh, I, I fit in with this group. I'm not saying it is. I'm, I'm raising questions. And, um, and I support an adult's right and, you know, desire to do and become, do anything you want, become anybody you want, as long as you're not hurting anybody else. But this whole conversation is about children, right? The high court in England ruled that kids 16 and under are not they don't have the mental capacity to make this decision because they can't comprehend permanence, right? This is why we don't let kids get tattoos because they can't understand. You can't make a decision at 16 that's going to affect the rest of your life. You're not mentally competent to do that. So th these kids can't comprehend not having working genitalia. You know, they can't comprehend being infertile and never being able to have a family because your, your brain at 16 can't, you can't fathom 
what you're going to be thinking and feeling at 35. So anyway, long story short, there needs to be more research, but the, the media seems hell-bent on promoting this. Um, and I don't know why. I don't know why. It seems to me that there might be some outside forces at work promoting this conversation. Doesn't seem like a grassroots movement to me. But anyway, like to know what you folks think. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. It's going to be a six-part series. The first part has already dropped. I release a new episode every Tuesday at 2 in the morning Pacific Standard Time. So 5 in the morning uh, Wednesdays on the East Coast. A new episode comes out. And uh, yeah, there you have it. 2 in the morning on uh, Wednesdays. And 5 in the morning on Wednesdays on the East Coast. 2 in the morning Pacific Standard Time. You know, if you're digging what I'm doing, picking up what I'm throwing down, please do spread the podcast around. I would appreciate that. Please uh, follow, subscribe. Doesn't cost you a thing. Share your favorite episodes on social media. And if you wouldn't mind, please take a moment to leave a review. That helps the algorithm greatly. Um, I know you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify and on Ghana. And I'm sure a few others allow reviews as well. Thank you so much for listening. Stay strong out there. Keep seeking the truth. And I'll keep exposing the lies. Peace out.